Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by writer, speaker, educator, and podcast host, Andrea Patut. Andrea lost her mom to cancer at age 11. And so since then, you know, she's had to pick herself up and, and go through the, the process of losing her mom and grieving, but she hasn't let that stop her. She's used that experience to not only lift herself up, but to lift others up and, and help people find clarity in their life and heart path. So we're going to be talking to her about her story and all that she's doing to make the world a better place. So Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Curtis, this was such a warming um, introduction. Thank you so much. It's, it's an honor to be with you. Well, I appreciate you. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I, I came to Canada in 2017 in December to be with my husband. I lived in Romania for 36 years and we found each other a couple of years before I moved here. And, and the best decision for us all was for me to come in Canada with my boys. We now have three children together. We have a little girl three years old um, and I love helping people this is what I've always wanted to be there for those who need especially after I learned how others have been there for me and you mentioned my my mom and that she died she died in 1992 and she she was a star. She was everything for me. When she was gone, I was ready in a way because I had two months to realize what cancer means, what cancer does, and to prepare for her departure, you know, to the other side. So I had all I needed in the moment or in those moments to be strong. I used prayer. I, um, I use, I don't know if I laughed because <laughs> in those two months, there was nothing to laugh about. Um, it was horrible because I witnessed the pain and it also was empowering because I took decisions that held me for life. And one of them was that health is very important. And if I want to live in long enough to see my children grow like my mother couldn't, I should take care of my body. I should take care of myself. The, um, the next big important lesson is to remember who is there for you. And for me, my father was the first one. And then I had friends who really cared, even though I, I didn't always treat them great. You know, we sometimes treat loved ones um like like they don't matter 
when until the point they tell us <laughs> and we realize what they're thinking and then we start to think oh they do matter <laughs> and there are lots and lots of lessons all these experiences since I was 11 and up helped me become who I am today and I love helping women because I've been there I'm a mother I've been through a lot I've been through lots of challenges in Romania and Canada I'm an immigrant and I understand what it means to leave a country leave everything and move to a new place and I'm also a change maker somebody who believes that we can be the change we want to see in the world and this world can change and it starts with us and it starts with courageous people like you and others who are sharing and helping others share their stories. So we see what's important, what is valuable, what can be done in our little place to bring a change. Well, tell us about what it was like being in Romania and some of the challenges that you faced when you were in Romania and when you went from Romania to Canada. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge was with educating my children, because since 2008, I started being interested in a kind of education that we are not given in the school system in Romania, which is uh, putting an importance on the emotional training, on self-regulation, on customizing the education according to the needs of the child. My um, one of my children has a brain malformation from birth. And thanks to him, I had experiences where I had to learn about brain development. I had to learn how to discover issues, developmental um, struggles, developmental challenges. I had to learn about therapies. I had to learn about how children grow, how the brain develops, what is best for a child. So I learned how to offer and create an environment where my children feel safe. And I also wanted them to have the best education possible. And I knew that the Romanian education system did not offer that. Back then, and mostly now, homeschooling is not, homeschooling, which what I wanted, is not legally is not legal in Romania. There are there and there have been families who educated a home and very nicely, but it's you know at, at the edge. It's not legal. It's not illegal. You could fight and you could win, but now it's I see it's worse. Like they are really um, trying to get to um, to catch <laughs> people who homeschool in Romania. It's not as bad as in Germany or other countries, but still, you know, people lived under pressure and I had my own stress too. My advantage in Romania while educating at home was that I used early learning methods from United States and, and other countries and my children were way above average. Like they could be considered in a way geniuses, but every child is a genius. <laughs> I just used some tools uh, since they were very young. The other challenge that I had in Romania, apart from the need and the desire to educate in a different way, in an unconventional way, was also um, the need to have my own business and raise my family, but 
the conditions to have a business are not as open, not as supportive as in Canada or United States. So I struggle with, you know, having a job is was very difficult because in Romania to make a lot of money, you either had to work in IT or in other places. And I had kids to take care of. It was it was hard to find something that would really suit my skills and time and family. And family was very important for me. And the other thing was about being a mother and having to deal with professionals. Not all the medical teams not all the psychologists or therapists or, you know, um, not everybody was nice and kind, understanding and respecting parents. I was confronted with, with people who um, had big egos. They think they, they thought they knew, but actually they were not up to date and they were not even able to, <laughs> to read the people in front of them. It was so disappointing and humiliating. Sometimes I was treated like, not just me, it's many parents of, of um, children with special needs in Romania and, and parents in general um, are treated with lack of respect in, in different places. And that humiliation really hurts bad. It's a lesson I can never forget. So talk about why you feel people should have clarity on their values, beliefs, and relationships. Because it helps them have healthy relationships. It helps them have a life that they deserve, a life with a where they are surrounded by people who really value the same things as them, who really appreciate them, who support them. I, I, I've seen it in my own life. Whenever I lacked integrity or whenever I didn't know what are my values, what do I want in life, what do I don't want anymore, whenever I, I did not know these things, I had relationships that hurt me. I fooled myself. I was gullible. I got myself into situations that uh, either hurt my money, either hurt my family or me, or um, hindered me and to go to um, and have a life that really supported me. It's it affects all the aspects of our lives, and the sad part is. The most important relationship, the relationship with ourselves, is the one that hurts most because we are not valuing ourselves enough because we don't know we don't know our value. And this is one of the most important things we need to have clarity on who we are, what are our gifts, skills, what is our passion, what are we here to do, what is our role, what is our mission. Having that will help us filter what comes from the outside out and filter the people and choose those people who really can support us and be with us when we need. So give us some tips on finding peace and staying centered when we're facing pressure, both inside as well as out. The first thing that comes to mind is understanding that 
you are not your thoughts, you are not your emotions, and whatever people say about you, it's their perception upon you. When we understand that, we will not cling on to ideas and bullying and anything that comes from the outside. For instance, now we have there's tension in a part of the world, right? And there are wars everywhere. Maybe we have family members who um, are dying or maybe they're gonna die. What do we do if we cannot help them? We need to remember where we are, why we are where we are, and that there are things we cannot control. And this is also something that brings peace knowing what you can control and what you cannot control. We cannot control somebody else's thoughts, actions, feelings, perception upon us, life, or anything we do. What we can control is our thoughts, our own emotions, and how we perceive ourselves and the world around. This separation helps us, helps us not necessarily find peace, but be closer to peace. Peace comes when we can see beyond the emotional storm. We can see beyond the inner chatter. To be able to do that, you, you, gotta, you gotta see yourself more than that. For instance, I see myself as a spiritual being in a human body. I don't know if other people see it the same way, but maybe they see it like they are more than just the body. And in this way, it means that the hormones, the stress, whatever's happening to our nerves, to our blood, it's not going to affect us. We can affect it. It starts with the awareness of who we are, what's going on in our bodies, and the separation between us and the world around us. So I know that you're real big on home education. So tell us the advantages for the newer generation or this upcoming generation of home education. I... I love home education. And, and before saying what are the benefits, I have to say that it's not for everybody. It is for people who can afford, for people who can put the effort, the, who can educate themselves, for people who um, can take these challenges and be for their children um, in the way they need. Why? Because Home education, this is the name in UK mostly and in United States and Canada, we say homeschooling could be unschooling. Each, each, there are different ways to do it. But the main thing is that we follow what the child wants, what the child is good at, what the child is attracted to. And we follow uh, the child's development according to the age and the needs in the moment. That's why we have higher chances when raising children like that to raise children with emotional and mental balance because when they have an environment that supports us, that accepts, that accepts them, that supports them, that supports the way their brain develops um, according to the age, then that's, that helps them discover their passions, their skills, 
they are more empowered. Their uh, self-compassion, self-esteem increases. I've seen uh, with my children that even if they start as, uh, let's say, maybe rebel children or children with lots of tantrums or children with uh, many emotional issues, like maybe a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, understanding how to help them self-regulate, being open about emotions, allowing them to feel, to express themselves and guiding them so they don't hurt others, but they also feel that they are valued, accepted, appreciated, respected for who they are. That's going to allow them to to be successful and thrive in their own way. That's why I believe home education is beneficial. Well, let's talk about something else that you believe is beneficial. In your bio, you talk about mastering the art of letting go. So explain to us what that is and and what you mean when you say that. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for asking that. This it's one of the maybe the biggest challenges we all have because especially when we love something very much or when we are obsessed with something, it's very hard to let go. And how I discovered through experience and learning from others that is a good way to help us is starting with acknowledging what's going on. So how I see this in five steps and each step adds to the other. And if we miss a step, it's, it's, difficult to let go. So the first step is to acknowledge. Acknowledge that something needs to change. Like just saying you're in a relationship with somebody and something is hasn't been working for a while and finally you clearly see it. So you got to ask yourself, okay, do I really want to continue this way or do I want to make a change? And if you say, yeah, I want to make a change, then definitely there are some things to let go of. Maybe let go of expectations related to that person. Maybe let go of assumptions. I don't know. There is always something to let go of that's going to bring us relief. So the second step is now that you acknowledge that something needs to change and then you decide you want to make the change then you got to stick to it. You got to take action. It all these, even, even these three steps imply that you accept, accept the truth, acknowledge, see, accept, and take action and own, own your decision. Own, take responsibility for making that decision, for taking action, and then continuing and taking the next step. Letting go is not easy. Letting go takes time. The more we are connected or the more we are involved in something, whether a relationship or process or I don't know, whatever it could be, the more work it is, yet it is doable. If we take it step by step and we give each we give us time to see the truth, to acknowledge what is going on, to see or what is the next step we can take to take that step and to keep at it, we can do it. We find peace. Talk about what it means to be fully aligned, sovereign, and fully connected within. To be fully aligned and sovereign for me, they they go hand in hand because sovereignty for me 
has integrity. And when I say integrity, I mean, you know your values, you know your beliefs, you know what you stand for, and you know what you don't want to stand for. You know what you want and you don't want. So you have this clarity and you stand by it. Like whatever happens, you are going to hold on to these values. You will not waver. You will be there for yourself, for others, and the way you decide it, in the way that you decide it aligns with you. So then comes the alignment. When we have clear values, a clear inner structure that holds us, which is the integrity, keeps us as one, powerful. Sovereignty means that we decide for our own life. And we know that we have that power and we use it accordingly. And the biggest alignment comes when we hear our inner truth, we stand by for it, and we take action according to it. And everything we do in life is because we always check in with ourselves, with our values, with what we believe in, with the insights we receive from our heart's intelligence, with all these things that we feel are us and represent us. And when we do that, I've noticed that life changes and brings to us all the things we need relationships, opportunities, job offers, business offers, um, people that support us in, in the way we need in the moment, teachers, mentors, coaches, everything. Everything aligns with our inner decision according to our truth and what we want to live by. And that for me is sovereignty. Define the gift of feminine energy. What does that mean? For me, is the gift of compassion and the gift of loving by allowing unity and diversity, by allowing uh, collaboration, by encouraging an environment where everybody's accepted, valued, appreciated, nobody's superior, nobody's inferior. The, the feminine energy is that which holds us together, that which supports us in everything we do, that which creates the space for us to be who we are, for us to be who we are with the good, the bad, the ugly, you know? that which offers the unconditional love. And both men and women have that. Like any gender has feminine energy, just like any gender has masculine energy. It's just that the difference is in how it manifests in our actions, in our desires, in our attitude towards people and life. The feminine energy is embracing the idea of the feminine energy is to offer the space while the masculine energy is the one who offers the direction. The space holds that. 
holds everything needs so the direction can be taken for the best and highest good of the person or the group or all. Give us some tips on how we as human beings can create a sustainable society for all. Uh, I think especially today, this is one of the most difficult questions to answer. I will do my best to answer the way I see possible. I believe that the first step is to remember our gifts, who we are, to remember the beauty inside us, because we are beautiful. Every single human on earth is beautiful. Every single human, human on earth has gifts and the light and something, something precious, something that the world needs. And when we discover that, and when we bring clarity, when we know our values, when we know what we stand for, and when we are honest, honest with ourselves, honest with others, when we hear our own truths and we listen, when we hear the truth of the other person and we listen, when we strive to build bridges without polarizing and without having the attitude of me against you, but the attitude of togetherness, of collaboration, understanding that there is food, there is abundance for everybody. It's just that each of us has a different way to work with it, a different way to multiply it, a different way to show it. And when we understand that we are unique and we see the gifts in the uniqueness and we strive to find what is the common ground and we base our relationships on heart, we lead with heart, I think this is the foundation of building a sustainable society. I have yet to see somebody who is 100% evil. Well, I've never been in war zones, so I don't know how that is like. But even in, in very difficult times, I've seen the light. And I know it's possible to build bridges and, and bring peace and healing. It's just a matter of choice. When people choose and make a decision of, okay, I want to listen. I want to I wanna see what I can change. When people are aware and they make this choice, the world can change. We can move. And we are already moving towards a more sustainable society. Tell everybody about your book and podcast. Tell us the name of it. Tell us what readers and listeners can expect when they read the book or listen to the podcast and how we can check it out. I am writing my book now. Um, I don't have the title yet. It's a spiritual memoir, and it's about a short period of my life uh, where I went through lots of struggles. It's a book about love, and I hope it's going to inspire people to follow their own hearts and see the golden thread in their own experiences. And my podcast was called Healing Through Oneness, where just like you, I bring people who bring a change, people who can share their story and their wisdom, and we can learn from them. I aim uh, to listen to 
visionaries, leaders of organizations, business leaders, anybody who is bringing something that we can be empowered by and we can have the continuous faith that no matter what happens, there is good in the world. There are people who are bringing change. Stuff is happening. Things are moving forward. It's not as bad as it seems or it's not as ugly and dark as it is around us sometimes. So you talked about your book that you're currently working on. Any other current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about? On my website, andreapetro.ca, I have uh, all sorts of events that I organize either on my own, but mostly with my collaborator, Marjorie Dietrich. We are both heart imagery teachers, and we guide people to connect with source within, to connect with the wisdom of their heart, with their truth, and find peace in just a couple of minutes. Um, you take over, you take control, and you let the mind just be there an observer, and you simply go back to your own truth, and you start learning and be guided by what's most precious within you. And we all these events we have are generally either one hour and a half or they could be um, more hours. Everything that I do is related to healing. So that's where people can find me on my website. I have a page with events and there is um, that's the place where people can find what I'm up to. Speaking of that, spell that website out, give out those social media links or any other ways people can contact you. Mm-hmm. So A-N-D-R-E-A-P-E-T-R-U-T dot C-A. That is my website. Whoever wants, uh, I also offer a free 20-minute call. If you need support with something, especially nowadays, if you, you don't know how to um, center yourself, how to find peace, how to find your way, how to find the courage to move on, please contact me at hello at andreapetro.ca and we can we can get in touch and i'll see how i can be there for you and my facebook is andreapetrofacebook.com slash coaching. i also have instagram but i'm not much in, on there so and you can also find me on linkedin so but you can speak to Curtis. You can tell Curtis if you <laughs> heard this podcast and you liked it. Tell Curtis what you, what you liked about it. Leave, leave him a review. And um, he can put us in touch if you lose something. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate that. So close us out with some final thoughts. Anything that I might have missed that you would like to talk about or any final thoughts you might have before we close it out? Um, first of all, I want to tell you, you are an amazing, beautiful human. I'm so happy that I met you and thank you for this opportunity. And my message to you and everybody listening and everybody who's around you is hold on to the faith, hold on to your dreams, hold on to your vision, hold on to those golden nuggets you receive from your from inside you, from life. Hold on to those because you will find your way. You are here and now, 
alive, you are precious. Every second you are alive matters. Please discover your gifts because your gifts are helping this world become better. If you need support, ask because life is always going to give you that support you need. Just, just ask. If you, you pray, pray. If you um, talk to people, just talk to people and ask around. Does anybody know somebody who can help me with this and this and that? Please don't keep it to yourself. Don't close down your heart and your mind just because the world doesn't offer you what you need. You will find it. Ask, keep looking, keep searching, keep fighting. And they, the people you need, are going to come your way. The opportunities you need are going to come your way. You'll be fine. Keep the faith. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, keep the faith and also follow, rate, review. Share this episode to as many people as possible because there are a lot of people that needed it, need to hear the message that Andrea is relaying. Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app and share it that way as well. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.